Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating, of stepping into, of leaning into juicy, soulful, whole, living, adventuring, welcoming of the life that comes our way. Sure, I know I've mentioned this recently, but that Buckminster Fuller quote just keeps playing over and over for me of how that we cannot change things by fighting the existing reality. To change things, you need to create a new reality that makes the old model obsolete. And I was listening to an interview. There's a podcast it's posted on YouTube called The Wire. And it was an interview with Gideon Levy, posted on October 21st. And he was talking about not a direct comparison with Israel and when South Africa was heading into democratic elections, but more the fact that it seemed unthinkable and it seemed impossible that there would be a peaceful transition. And yet there was. So in the conversation, even before that, he also was speaking about... that he's, He wrote an article that was referenced about just being weary of not letting the desire for revenge distort the moral compass. It just tied so into... because. I'd listened to another piece about needing to stop this mutual dehumanization sort of happening from an Israeli side, I'm just broadly speaking, you know, towards Palestinians and from Palestinians broadly towards Israeli. And this dehumanizing, because when each person is in pain, there's somebody that inflicted, that then is projected as the perpetrator of the pain. And in extreme trauma and pain, there is this like knee-jerk response to want to dehumanize because how could anyone with any level of humanity have perpetrated acts like that? But this need to stop that cycle which is like fighting for change within that existing model, to stop that model of dehumanizing and for each person to start rehumanizing, rehumanizing the view of one another, which plays back into when South Africa did have the Truth and Reconciliation Commission on the foundation of restorative justice that looks at the potential of every human being to still ultimately reintegrate as a contributing member of society, it's based on that foundation of never giving up. And this idea of then, it was just, I thought it was so beautiful because there was a part of this interview talking about that all the thinkable, maybe the unthinkable can happen because everything thinkable has been tried and all the thinkable has led nowhere. (laughs) 
So maybe now we have to start with the unthinkable and what seems impossible. And, you know, I was also I was reflecting on, you know, when you mentioned these great leaders, these leaders who helped the transitioning from Mandela to also F.W. de Klerk at the time. And wondering, you know, in, in the Middle East now, like who are those leaders from a Palestinian and Israeli point of view? And when there aren't these individual leaders apparent at the moment, it seems on some level, though, there's this need on the individual, for each individual person to assume that personal leadership of taking ownership of our own judgments and working on our own commitment to keep our hearts open and to not dehumanize, rehumanizing others. Because all of us, all of us have areas of judgment and shortcoming and just to acknowledge and own it, own it. Commit to remaining with hearts open. Commit to seeking to understand understand another person's point of view. You know, I saw this clip also with Chris DeVos, who's the previous FBI hostage negotiator turned sort of sales, marketing, business coach. And just talking so deeply about understand another person's point of view. And at one point he also mentioned, there was a little clip with him talking specifically about like the Middle East and Israel and and Palestinian perspective. And a friend of his was like hosting these talks and they would get so out of hand. And she asked if he could help facilitate. And they were part of one where the ground rule was before you voiced anything, you have to first explain the opinion of the other party Okay, understand where they were coming from, and explain it to the point that the other person said, "Yes, you've got you, you got me." And until that other person, until you explained it to the point that the other party said, "Yes, you got me," you couldn't actually share your perspective or point of view. Shifted everything, shifted everything, because I watch these interviews and I see how quickly everybody wants to rebut and come back with a perspective, as opposed to this deep, genuine understanding, because it's very high tension, it's a very high emotion, and often it's very um, disputed. And if it starts with the premise of, I need to articulate my opposition's perspective to the point that they're saying, I absolutely got them, before I can articulate mine. Wow. <laughs> I know it takes longer to do things, but wow. Just really shifts the dynamic massively. So yeah, it was just this whole like thing of what if it's not about each individual person really amping up personal responsibility and personal leadership. Hmm. And coming down to this fact of needing different perceptions. We cannot stick with the current reality. We need to change the current reality. Mm. Just thought it was so exquisite.
please God to find a way forward with a narrative that does that even if we can't see it and a friend of mine mentioned this phrase about saying spending time in I don't knowville I think it's actually a wonderful place to be the humility of not knowing and that actually just in creating it's like deeply listening and hearing one another when you think of things like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission or like these exercises where you need to fully state the person that you think you are in complete disagreement with, you have to actually articulate clearly their point of view so that they feel you understand them before you can speak. But when you're getting to that level of mutual, respectful, deep understanding... It starts to create the fertile ground for possibilities that cannot maybe be seen before. And that actually possibly each of us individually in taking on personal leadership of owning our own judgments, of looking to let go, of looking to deeply understand another's perspective and point of view that in doing that work, in committing to keep our hearts open, to being aware of the judgments, the tendency to close, the desire to close in the face of trauma and brutality and so-called injustice, to remain committed to staying open, that all of that, all of that on an individual, energetic level, starts to build and feed an energetic soil so that it's fertile and rich and just provides the most phenomenal place for the birthing of possibility and for things that we may not even see now but that are possible through the creation of that space so here is precious hearts your to assuming our own personal leadership to the best of our ability, to presence beyond preference, to keeping our hearts open, to deeply understanding another, letting go and honoring, participating fully. Hmm. What have I got here? Experiencing fully, participating fully, but also being mindful of letting go of what doesn't serve, of the disturbance, the pain, the suffering, the noise in between. And may each of our own individual leadership and personal work create this energetic ground of transformation for a new model that will make the existing model obsolete. Mm. Happy adventuring, precious heart, until we meet again. Mwah.